Welcome to the Domestic Supply Chain Summit. Today, we are joined by Walter Mitch Mitchell, the CEO at Thai Software. Thank you so much for joining us today, Mitch. Hey, thanks for having me, Mary. It's always a pleasure to be working with you and talking to you. I'm kind of excited about today. This is something that I think, especially kind of given the year we've had this year where everyone is, you know, maybe looking at some, um, maybe making some upgrades in their in their systems and, um, you know, really kind of taking a look at themselves and making some improvements for next year. Uh, it's time for that time-honored debate of Mitch. Do we build a software or do we just buy one? Are you excited about this today? Oh, I love this topic. It's one that's uh, near and dear to my heart, especially being a TMS provider for freight brokers. It's uh, the build versus buy conversation is a real thing. I am very excited for your hot takes on this. Before we get too far into it, let's get some background on you and how you ended up at Thai. Yeah, so uh, I went I got involved in TMS as a build process, really. I got uh, I came in to build an LTL rating engine back in around 99, 98. And during that time, there weren't a lot of LTL rating engines available, and that's clearly changed as the TMS space has changed a lot and the technology available has changed a lot. So build was my initial uh, step into the TMS space. Uh, and then as time went on, we uh, became a TMS provider and and change through that. So I've been building TMS for freight brokers for uh, more years than I should probably count at this point. But it's been a great journey and has taught me a lot along the way. I feel like uh, having so much experience in building, you would have a uh, stance on it. But uh, let's get into it without further ado. The million dollar question. All right. So we're, let's keep it TMS related because obviously we could build or buy a solution for 700 million other back office processes, but we only have 15 minutes today. So let's just keep it to a new TMS. It's time to upgrade. You know, my new TMS is kind of clunky. It's not really doing what I need anymore, or I see some features on some new ones. Do I buy it? Do I build it? What are some factors that 3PL providers and brokers should consider when it comes to this decision? You know, I think there's two real big factors that we got to think about. Uh, One is security. And number two is are we building something that's part of our core business? And so as a freight broker, I think it applies to like a CRM as well as a TMS um, or even an email client. Technically, we can build our own email, but we don't, we're not in the business of doing that. Our customers don't want to pay us to do that type of work. As a freight broker or as a logistics professional, our job and our focus of our business should be on that part of the business. The technology should be used to support it. So when we think about build versus buy, what I think we want to be really talking about is, is there a real added value to spending that many resources and distracting my business from its core work to building something that's a TMS that I can buy off the shelf? Um, and that even applies to us as a technology company. We don't build a CRM. We buy a CRM and then we adapt it to our needs. Uh, and the reason we do that is because our customers don't want to pay us to build a CRM. They don't want to pay for a TMS that has a built-in cost of us building subscription management tools and email clients and all of these things that don't value them. We as a software company want to focus our time and energy on building products that help our customers. And as a freight broker, I think they should do the same thing. Focus your energy on building things and building your business in areas that benefit your customer and then allow technology to come in to help you out and then supplement it. You know, if you have something special you need, supplement your technology that you bought and shortcut that process. It will save a huge amount of money, time, energy, um, and 
have pretty much everything else that we value in our businesses. I feel like that's kind of almost like the best of both worlds because I think something that sounds great because you're like, oh, well, like I can't find anything out there that 100% solves my needs. So I think I'm just going to build it. When instead you could go get the thing that solves like 80% of your needs and then just tweak a little bit of it or see if they can customize it. Because I think a lot of people forget that, you know, to build a TM, to build something like a TMS, you have to figure out what you want it to do, what you want it to look like. And then you have to hire an entire team of developers, an entire, like a whole bunch more staff to work on this. And then you also have to wait a year or two for them to completely build it out. Because uh, last time I checked, you can't make a TM, you can't build a TMS in a day. That's right. Yeah, that's really well said, Marion. And that makes a big difference too, right? Being able to start from the 80%. And then another option too is maybe the things that you are doing differently that you feel like are special cases for your business, maybe the things you should reconsider and look at, is there a better way to do this? Is there a way that fits into the technology better? And sometimes it'll improve the processes that your company is currently running under if you work in the way the TMS is designed. And sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes there is good reason to change it. But other times, you know, we get built up and we have these processes in our business that are there, you know, that, well, it's the way we've always done it, right? And the way we've always done it must be right. Um, But that's not generally the case, right? A lot of times the way we've always done it is just because it's the way we started doing it. But now that the company grows or the company's changed over time, maybe the way we've always done it should not be the way we do it moving forward. It's, yeah, it's kind of one of those things of, you know, just like don't get stuck in a pattern just because it's how you've always done it. You know, it's it's the way that you grow is to learn to develop and be better. Um, I guess when it comes to like, if I'm sitting there and I'm evaluating all these different options, um, I guess how, like, I, if I'm sitting there and I'm torn between t- understanding that it's going to take me a year or so to do it, and, you know, going and buying something off the shelf, like in what world is or what typical scenario is there going to be where 3PL is going to say, I just want to grab that right off the shelf because it's exactly what I need. How often does that happen? Or is there a lot of customizations? Yeah, I think uh, it depends on the size of the brokerage. The larger brokers do tend to have a little more customization needs than some of the mid size or smaller. Uh, and that also comes from, again, the same thing of this is the way we've always done it or we have really well established processes. And those are those are fine. You, know, you just need to make sure that you have an off-the-shelf product that allows flexibility. And all the modern TMSs, the especially SaaS-based products, we have to be built around connectivity uh, because the, the whole premise of the way a SaaS-based product is. Some of the on-premise products are a little bit uh, tighter in their ability to connect to them and ability to modify. But when you're talking about modern TMSs and modern technology platforms, the flexibility is all built in. So taking and going from 80% to 100% can be a really easy process. Uh, and what then you can just focus on that small component rather than focusing your company's energy on the whole TMS. Um, and I think we, when we think about this buy versus build, we dramatically underestimate the amount of effort it takes to maintain a software product. Um, it's a real thing. I mean, we it's what we do for a living, right? Is uh, maintain a software product and the maintenance part is a very serious and expensive um, and important component because you can't take a software product and build it once and let it run forever. That's not the way it works. Just like business processes that need to change over time, a software product also needs to change over time. And uh, for example, we build in 35% of all of our development work 
is what we call maintenance work, which is just updating things that we already have in our TMS. I think that that I think that that maintenance work is something very important because it's not like, oh, I hire this team of developers to build this system for me. And then after they build it, like they go like, no, you need most of them to still stay on and, you know, do any improvements, any changes. And that maintenance work, I think, especially with the rise of, you know, like uh, cybersecurity and like the fact that everyone that there's a lot of hacking going on, I think that that maintenance is going to be even crucial, even more crucial heading into the future because, um, you know, you always have to be updating that security. I'm sure that's something that you guys deal with on a daily basis. Absolutely. And that's the the other key component to the buy versus build conversation is security. And security, we have to take it seriously, right? We've seen a lot of very high profile security breaches happen. Uh, and we had like Caesars and MGM get hit. And those are companies that have a huge staff of security personnel and they still got breached. Uh, we had Estes get breached, which uh, like who wanted to target Estes? You know, they're a good sized company, but they're a logistics company. And so when we think, well, it's not going to happen to us, uh, that's not the right way to think about it. It's we have to be on top of security all the time. And one of the things that we miss on the security topic as well is that even a small company or an on-premise product is still highly vulnerable. And the reason is the firewalls we use for our on-premise location these are off-the-shelf products. And as an off-the-shelf product, it's a really easy thing for a hacker to say like, oh, here's firewall version 3742, but there's four patches to it. And I know that there's 10,000 of those around the United States or 100,000 of them. And once they know how to breach it, then they can go and target all of those. And maybe they're, they're going for ransom attack of $10,000 or $5,000 or something small. But that it's an easy pickings for them. They don't really care. They can do it in mass. And so if you think being on premise, like, well, because I'm just my own small shop, I don't have to worry about it. That's not a good way to think about security. Uh, we have to be on top of the security. We have to be paying attention all the time, no matter what size you are. And working with a SaaS product or working with a, a company that is a professional software provider, you should count on them and you should ask them what does your security profile look like? How do you protect our data? What are you doing? And if they don't have a really good answer for it, you shouldn't work with them. You know, we take security very, very seriously. And uh, it's part of our job. It's our responsibility to do that. So what would a good answer for security look like? Or even a bad answer? What would that other than just like, yeah, don't worry, we take your security seriously. What would that good answer or a bad answer look like? Yeah, so some of the good answers should be around the we test our vulnerability weekly. We have an expert level of, like, for example, at Thai, we work with a company called Cloudflare, and they're one of the leaders in security. Um, they've had a few breaches too, by the way, but uh, they're a leader in security in the industry. And so we have an enterprise agreement with them where we have security experts on call at all times. And we do that because we know that even if we had a security professional on our team, and we do, but if we had just our own team, they can't keep up with everything that the hackers and are trying to do. You have to have resources. And so having a resource like that available, they're on call ports 24-7. Uh, we, we can reach them anytime. And then we have a team of top-level experts ready to come in and help us resolve any issues. Now, that level of security and that level of vulnerability testing that we do with them uh, and, the, and we do twice-year reporting, 
uh, and, and testing of um, our cybersecurity insurance and so forth. So all of these factors build out a security profile. And even as a small company, you need to be thinking about it because your insurance company, they sure are. I like that. I think that, you know, I think it's going to be, I, that kind of brings up an interesting point that obviously we'll have to get into another time on like, you know, the role that insurance is going to play in the future with all of this cybersecurity. And um, that is, that honestly is a really good answer. And I would, I would have to agree that if someone is not that forthcoming or anything like that, maybe it's time to uh, maybe not, not necessarily settle into that partnership, explore some other options. Yeah. And so, and we even, we have documents that we have to produce that show like if there's a, a, a breach of some kind, this is what we do. We also do that on another side, which is an interesting component to the buy versus build, as well as the um, on-premise versus cloud-based is what happens when the power goes out, right? What happens if there's a blackout in the Northeast? Uh, what happens if there's you know some other kind of natural disaster? How does your infrastructure respond to that? Do you have to be worried about your your TMS running? Or are you going to be able to spend your time worrying about how your team is dealing with it? And what we'd rather do is let your team, let you worry about how am I going to manage my team? What am I going to do about the people that are involved to make sure they can, their families are safe and, and they're home and, and that they're then able to resume the business rather than worried about, well, is my TMS going to be alive? Is my infrastructure there? Like, let us worry about that part. You worry about your your team. And it's a better balance, we think. Oh, absolutely. I think that that's, that's kind of a, something that nobody really thinks of when they're first sh- shopping for a TMS. Um, that's a fantastic point. Uh, we are almost out of time today. So if anyone wants to reach out, maybe they have more questions on buying versus building, or they want to kind of know what to look for in a strong partner for a TMS, where can they find you outside of the summit? Yeah, you could reach us at tie-software.com. You could also find us on LinkedIn. And we'd be happy to connect with you and talk to anyone who's interested in finding out a little bit more about how they can manage their security, how to deal with buy versus build. Love to talk about those topics. So be happy to connect with anyone. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today and stay tuned. We have a lot of great content coming your way for the, for the summit.